All right, guys, we are live. Uh, UPA podcast. Uh, this is our ninth one. So happy to have all of you listening to this and making this actually happen. We're we're seeing people uh, kind of come on to our podcast channels from all over the place and listen to us, and it's we're just couldn't be happier. Steve and I um, just kind of bringing this industry into the next wave. Um, we're at the Western, so you're seeing probably some of those that we just pushed out, but. Um, I'm Phoenix, or I'm in Phoenix. Uh, my name is Joe Mishik. Um, I run a chapter for UPA, Chapter Twelve, and um, been doing this for now like twenty years. I'm going to hand it over to my co-host Steve Homer and let him kind of take the floor. All right, thank you, Joe. Hello, everyone. My name is Steve Homer. I'm currently the vice president of UPA, the United Pool Association, and I'm here in uh, Huntington Beach, California. And we got a great guest today. I've been Looking forward to talking to this guy for a long time. Dave Hawes from uh, President of IPSA. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Steve. Happy to be here. Great. Awesome. We're happy to have you. Well, I would like to start off by uh, kind of explaining a little bit about uh, the connection between UPA and IPSA. Everyone thinks we're like polar opposites, and we're really not. We have so much in common. It's ridiculous. We, we date back to the late 50s and early 60s where guys were getting together to get, do vacation route coverage. And that's back in the days when pool service was two and three times a week. Um, by 1969, uh, uh, a guy named Jack Berry put together an insurance program for liability insurance for the guys with Fireman's Fund. And then the IPSA was formed, the Independent Pool Service Association. That thing cruised along till about 82, and there's some problems there. And so those that thing split, and it became Cal-IPSA and IPSA, the IPSA and Cal-IPSA. And uh, the guys that went to Cal-IPSA, they're the guys that found Ray Aresti and went with a program that Ray put together for him. And the, the old IPS guys stuck with the Fireman's Fund. Well, by the late 80s, 88, 89, those two groups decided to come back together again, and they chose to go with Ray Aroresti and Aero Insurance's program. But there was a couple hundred guys that said, no, nah, I want to stick with the Fireman's Fund. So they split off and started UPA. So um, that's why when I say UPA has been the same broker for 50 years, it's kind of that way because um, we have, I mean, our, our as far as uh, Fireman's Fund's concerned, we have an uninterrupted 50 consecutive renewals with those guys. But we're still, we're come from the same place. We're cut from the same cloth. We've grown in different areas. We run our organizations a little bit different, but we're all kind of the same guys. Is that correct? Is that how you understand it, Dave? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, we're, we're definitely, we're not attached at the hip, but we're pretty, uh, we're, uh, we're cousins in terms of the service industry. And, and um, uh, as you said, uh, the, the service industry goes way back before uh, IPSA and you, you, uh, you were very, Clear that, uh, you know, as things progressed uh, in 88 and uh, things uh, kind of came together uh, for IPSA, um, I think the important thing is we're all in the service industry. We're all part of the service industry community. And uh, the idea that uh, we are uh, drawing swords uh, at every juncture uh, is just uh, simply not the case. We, uh, as you stated, we, we sort of provide for different um, uh, d different aspects of our community. And, and uh, we have things uh, that we offer, you have things that you offer. And, and um, I think it's important that we realize that we uh, can accomplish a whole lot more together uh, than we can separate. And that, uh, you know, there isn't a, uh, that polar opposite uh, type of thing that, that uh, you stated. Uh, we, we are all working towards common goals. Uh, both associations. I, I completely agree with you, Dave. And I think there's been animosity over the years, but I think it's been kind of false animosity or ginned up by people that, that benefit from keeping us apart. And I think it's time for us to put that aside. Now, you're a different kind of a president because you've come in to make some changes there. And I'm not sure what the changes are, but boy, I hear the rumors all over the town that uh, <laughs> they either love you or hate you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what uh what makes you the great agent of change there, David? Well, there's a couple of things uh, that has made me even want to get more involved in, in IPSA uh, leadership. Um, I was actually a director of IPSA uh, about 27 years ago. And, um, uh, of course, we were, we were neophytes. We, we weren't really positive about what we were doing. Uh, but we uh, muddled through and... Uh, 
I continued to uh, build on what the uh, forefathers of IPSA uh, started, but I'm in a different position now. Uh, I've been in the pool business for, well, actually, uh, this is my 51st year. I started taking care of pools when I was 10, uh, started a really small uh, company, and uh, as I've grown... Uh, Would you have like a radio flyer? Uh, well, <laughs> it was on my bicycle. Uh, I had racks on the back, and I always joke in my uh, presentations, it was not OSHA approved. <laughs> so we, uh, I, I provided awesome. a supply of uh, chemicals and, and took care of some people's pools. And uh, But over the, as my business grew, what I, um, what I grew to understand is that the business portion of our industry is not promoted enough or um, there's not enough classes presented. And so um, I actually went to, I got a bachelor of science degree in finance and accounting from a top 10 business school in America at the time. And uh, my passion really is running a business. Um, I always tell people I'm a businessman uh, who has chosen the swimming pool service industry uh, to operate a business. And so um, it's always been my passion uh, to teach folks in the business about business. And so I've been teaching for about 30 years at different venues, everything from the national show to uh, regional uh, trade shows and, and all of that. And as I looked at IPSA, um, you know, even leadership, uh, there's always a need for, for good business practices. And so I got back into IPSA leadership uh, with an agenda that involved looking at the business of IPSA. And, uh, you know, uh, the pool service industry is a little freewheeling, uh, as you know. Uh, we, uh, we cater to several demographics, old, young, uh, business people, uh, and people who are just uh, waiting to figure out what they want to do in life. Um, and mm -hmm. so we have a pretty wide uh, spectrum of uh, members. And uh, in terms of IPSA itself, uh, we needed to get in, uh, I felt, and look at how IPSA's run. Uh, not there's anything wrong with it, but uh, governances and um, uh, adherence and compliance with, uh, you know, the, the things that, that impact associations, uh, I really felt like I could make a change in some of those things that uh, we needed to do. And of course, change is hard. It's what our mm -hmm. executive director always says. Change is hard. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm you know, to... sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there. Um, no, you're, you're speaking about business, which is kind of one of those things that we kind of get lost in when uh, a lot of the a lot of guys and gals listening own their own businesses or they work for somebody possibly. But this is such a unique niche business. I have people all the time from corporate America trying to tell me how to run my pool business and. There's just so many avenues where they don't understand really what's going on. And, um, you know, it's fun to hear somebody like you that started so young knowing, I mean, I actually did too. I started when I was 18 in high school and um, been doing this now for 20 years. So it's cool to hear that connection because a lot of times we, we lose focus of that. And um, But getting back to IPSA real quick, I think that's also a really good tie-in to, um, you know, helping and this is something i thought about because i actually was in ipsa for 18 years so uh, before i came over to upa i haven't always been a upa guy but um one of the things that i always felt was one of the things that kind of and i think you're touching on this so maybe fill this fill in the gaps after i get done but one of the things that i always felt was we got to remember who our core uh foundation is of the entire association whether that's UPA or IPSA, which is, a, I think, a commonality amongst the two of us, is that our bottom demographic is a swimming pool professional um, out there cleaning and hustling and, you know, doing his business or her business. And, you know, sometimes that gets lost when it gets all the way up into the upper echelons of the BORD and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, I agree, uh, Joe. I, I know that uh, part of the rhetoric out there has been there's a disconnect between leadership and the membership. And and um, I don't know how I could be better connected doing this for 50 years. Uh, I understand right. everything from building a business, uh, running a, a small business. And, and I think it's important, as you said, to uh, 
address the entire community that, that we have from the guy that's just, he's content to do 75 pools a week and, and uh, exist that way for uh, his entire career to guys that are, you know, we have guys, uh, members that, um, you know, they've got uh, 12, 15, 25 employees. And mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes it's difficult, Joe, to be honest with you, uh, to try to make sure that we're serving uh, all of the demographics uh, that make up our membership. But uh, difficult doesn't mean it can't be done. And uh, so, uh, you know, in IPSA, we're trying to sort of find our way uh, into a, a situation where all of the members feel like we're making a connection with them, that we're providing the needs. Um, you know, I, I've never really looked at IPSA as a social club. Um, it's an association to help, um, you know, raise the bar uh, for the industry. Mm -hmm. I know you guys feel the same way about that. And, and yeah. the, biggest, uh, the biggest hurdle there is education and how you're going to properly deliver education to members and um you know help them uh help themselves and become better uh, better businessmen which is what i that that's always my goal is to be a better businessman it doesn't mean you have to have a thousand accounts on service it just means that is there a way to improve the way that we're running our business and i think everybody's got room for improvement i think you're exactly right about that dave anytime you're in business you got to keep looking over what you're doing and tweak it and make it better all the time like you say, whether you're a guy with 50 pools or you're a guy with with 1,500 pools, you've got to keep making that business a little better. How can I do things better? What better practice can I use? And now you can you transfer that over to an association is how can we run these associations better so they serve the needs of our members? And, you know, UPA for a long time didn't really even pay attention to that stuff. We were just cruising along. Not You know, we didn't care. We didn't care if we grew. We didn't care about anything. We are just like, hey, we got our insurance. Just uh, I'm happy. Until we, we kind of, I don't know, uh, when I became president about, I don't know, eight years ago or so, I kind of looked into it. I said, well, let's look at this insurance policy. What can we do to improve this for our members? You know, so I, and the best way to do that is start talking to the members. They'll tell you, they, uh, the pool men never hold back. No. <laughs> they, <laughs> they look yeah. forward to slugging you in the gut. So, um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's when we kind of, we looked around and we said, you know, why don't we have hazmat coverage on the Rose Hazmat? So we negotiated that out with Fireman's Fund and, and a bunch of other things that we negotiated. We improved our insurance program uh, as as we went along here and we keep doing it. I mean, years ago, we had a, uh, a guy from Fireman's Fund that limited our acid wash coverage to 25000 bucks. Now that's... Uh, I don't know. Not too many acid wash could go south and cost you more than twenty five thousand. But we started digging in on that, going that's that's baloney. That's part of what we do. You can't put limits on that. So they've raised it to fifty thousand bucks. We're still on them, and this year we're hoping to get that thing just erased, and it'll just be the same two million dollar limit we have on everything else. So you're right. You got to just keep punching away. And how can you deliver, you know, more value to the members that want to join? So. uh and figure out what they want. But yeah, the best way is to talk to these guys. And I think you do that, don't you? I do. I do. I try to get as much input as possible. And of course, um, you'll get it from all sides, those that support you and those that don't. I joke about wearing a Kevlar vest to uh, my board. <laughs> uh, uh, always. And uh, it's it's been a challenge because, um, uh, and I'm sure you ran into this, Steve, a little bit when you went from, hey, not really caring, just kind of rolling along. Uh, to now looking at uh, how everything was structured and how you could improve it, uh, improve it. Some people were perfectly happy, probably in the little bubble that you guys were in, and and I feel the same way about IPSA. You know, uh, nothing wrong with it per se, but you know, in our business, uh, our private businesses, uh, we look every year at the beginning of the year. You know, how can we improve our delivery of of our services? Um, what new uh, options can we offer for clients? Is there what value added can we have? Um, and and the same is true for an association. And and that's where um, I've really tried to concentrate is uh, look at what we have, uh, try to improve it. And uh, I know you guys have um, uh, you guys have risen to the um, uh, challenge uh, in your own membership, and uh, we've been trying to do that. And that's why it's it's funny that this perceived opposition and rivalry and all of that is there because, you know, essentially we're operating on the same track, uh, parallel tracks, trying to improve things for our membership. 
And, um, you know, I, I just, I go back to the Ford Chevy thing. You know, some people are going to want to buy a Ford. Uh, you guys offer uh, things that are attractive to um, uh, a certain part of our community. Uh, we offer things that are attractive uh, to a part. And I think each person has to do like they do in business, um, you know, what, what they want. But it doesn't mean that there's a rivalry. It simply means no. I'm going to go somewhere I'm going to go to a restaurant where I really like uh, the food that they make and, and uh, maybe I won't go to this one. And so it's just, uh, I'd really like to see, and I know you do Steve, uh, cause we've talked about this. Uh, I'd really like to see us just, um, uh, we may not get married, uh, but uh, you know, what I would like to see is um, you know, just a better working dialogue. We both are, we both um, benefit uh, from the things that we're working on. And uh, I think that just creating a good positive dialogue uh, is is going to be, uh, you know, positive for everybody. Yeah. I, I agree with that, Dave. I think, uh, you know, uh, we should get together and, and look at what we have in common and and exploit that what we have in common. And and that way, even together, we can pro- provide better value for our members now. You know, recently, I mean, for a long time, it was the IPSA. Then it, then it was IPSA and UPA. And we went a long time like that. But it seems like after the financial crash of 10 years ago or so, then these other insurance opportunities came up for guys. And they're just purely insurance. There's nothing else there. You know, you get auto paid every month. You don't hear from them. You don't get a Christmas card. You don't know anything. It's just straight insurance. And I think that, in my opinion... And from what I understand from these policies, these guys are getting from these from these uh, independent groups like this. Um, they uh, they're not as good as the policies that that IPSA and UPA members enjoy. Um, I I think there's a lot to this. There's other guys that'll just get off the shelf policies. They'll walk into an insurance broker's office and say, "Give me some business insurance." Um, something that we have, you your group and our group has is is uh, pollution coverage. Most of these, these business plans will have a pollution exclusion. No, no insurance company wants any part of a pollution exclusion, but here we are, we're carrying chemicals around. We have to have that. So I think people got to kind of look at this thing and say, you know, if I'm going to be anyone in this business, if I'm going to grow to a, and be successful at all, I really need to be part of a, a quality association that pr- provides uh, insurance that is tailored to my business and not just some off-the-shelf crap that one size fits all. So uh, I uh, I think that's another reason we should work together because this is what we have to offer each one of our groups just is far superior than all that other stuff out there. And these guys get tied up in this, oh, I don't want to go to chapter meetings. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. In, in UPA, we offer all kinds of... Uh, ways to to do this whole thing where you're not stuck in a chapter meeting with a guy being boring we help guys try and make their uh their uh, meetings interesting we we find all kinds of different ways to to deliver to these guys that may not like doing this chapter meeting i know um a chapter in phoenix area kurt's chapter they meet every other month and what they do every other month is they make those those meetings valuable and they just fill them full of speakers and and information just pours on these guys and they get a huge turnout at those meetings so i uh i I just want to make the point that our our groups are the ones to be in um these other ones you know are you really serious about being in business if you're getting some you know crap off the shelf insurance yeah, I agree with you. Uh, uh, I agree with you, Steve. I, I think that as a business person, and that's what we're trying to build here, uh, is business people. Uh, and as a business Perfect. person, we need to evaluate every one of our vendors, every one of our expenses, and make sure that we're maximizing the benefit for what it is that we're paying. And I think it's important. I think people associate maybe the insurance for their uh, the liability insurance with car insurance. You know, you can go to Mercury, State Farm. Uh, you know, there's just a plethora of people you can go into. And, you know, there, there's really not a lot of difference uh, other than price. And so they kind of get into this cost basis for whether or not they're going to use that particular vendor. And uh, I think it's important to realize that uh, your insurance company, our insurance company has been in the industry for many years and they understand how this is put together and they, they, uh, they, they know what we need. They understand what our day-to-day routine is and where the liability claims are going to come from. And they try to cater those particular uh, policies toward us. 
Uh, it's not a, a big uh, company determining, uh, you know, uh, by the numbers what we're going to have. It's, it's a valuable tool to be looking at and an expense that we should be evaluating because, you know, nobody, uh, nobody cares about insurance till you got to file a claim. And oh boy. Time to so do true. Your homework. <laughs> the time to do your homework is, is when you sign up, uh, and, and look to, uh, liability coverage by, by our associations. That's the time to look at that coverage. Not, not when you need it and find out you don't have it. And, uh, there again, I, I keep going back to the business aspect, uh, Steve, um, you know, uh, I feel my job is to make sure that these guys are understanding their responsibility. You know, nobody wants to hear about a guy that, you know, has a big old chemical spill, doesn't have coverage and he loses his home and, uh, you know, the whole, that whole story. Uh, we want to be positive and, and I appreciate you bringing up meetings, Steve, because, you know, we face the same thing. Uh, sure. we've, we've got to provide value. I have said mm. that from day one. If I'm going to ask somebody to come in and give up a night, I don't want it to be pizza, uh, beer, uh, a five-minute uh, presentation, and then go home. Um, I, I don't want them to spend more time driving to a meeting and back home than they do at a meeting. And we've got to provide value. And you know, uh, if you provide value, you'll normally get good attendance. But uh, if you don't, uh, you've got to give them a reason to come, especially these days, Steve, because everything's done just like we're doing now, everything's yeah. done on video. Uh, I'm tempted uh, to start looking at uh, video meetings just, uh, uh, you know, just for the, uh, just for the ability to social interact and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I think both of us are on the same page in our associations. We, we want to provide value for our members and uh, we want to try to help them understand their responsibilities as a good professional underscore uh, professional uh, businessman who has chosen the swimming pool industry to, to make his living. And, you know, with all the people out there, this is a funny business. And I've been in other business before where your competition, you're looking to cut their throat every time you see them. Yeah. In this business, it's odd because your competition are the guys, are your friends, and they're the guys you're trying to help. If yeah. he gets sick, you want to do his pulls for him or he's down. If he needs a hand lifting a heater in or a filter in, you want to help him do all that kind of stuff. It's that's very unique. And yeah. and I think having friends in this business and not just going it alone with some some off the shelf insurance policy is I think that's it's key to being successful in this business is knowing people and and helping people and having them help you. That's that's one of the uh, one of the great things we have. So, so let me get over to um, now you've been president over there for what, a year or two years? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in my I'm into my second uh, year. Uh, okay, what was that like? Uh, you guys got what one year term, two year term, or yeah, the uh, directors we have 12 uh, regions, and the regional director term is uh, two years, and then the uh, president, uh, vice president, secretary, uh, CFO, uh, those, uh, those are voted on each year, and they are one year terms. And so, uh, I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to uh, be elected for a second term. And uh, continue working on the agenda that we're working on. We're, we're making huge. Uh, I'll get a shameless plug for Ipsen here. Not go to, ahead. Uh, I, I expect no less. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel a little remiss if I didn't at least. Of course. In there, but I'm know, sneaking my plugs in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're working on improving our website. Uh, we're working on uh, uh, trying to develop. Um, uh, you know, relationships with all of the associations that are involved in, in the swimming pool industry. Um, we're working hard on um, trying to provide a, a better leadership toolkit. Uh, as you mentioned uh, with the uh, folks, uh, the chapter leaders um, so that they've got some, uh, you know, some assets to, to use, you know, for me, I do a lot of public speaking, so it's, it's no big deal to get up in, in front of a, a chapter or a group of folks to talk. But uh, you look at your chapter, Steve, and, and mine, and, and you, you have leaders who maybe previously have never either led or even spoken uh, at, at a meeting, and they get brought in uh, to a leadership position. And, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, they're not ill-prepared so that we, uh, we sort of, uh, you know, unfortunately 
have a situation where uh, they're not going to make it or they get dis- dis- distraught and uh, depressed and, and all of that. We want to keep it upbeat. We want to give them plenty of tools to, uh, um, you know, do their job. And represent uh, IPSA. Yes. And we, yeah. want, we want to market. Uh, we, we want, listen, I want every pool guy out there to be part of an association. You find the one that fits the bill for you and become a member because it, it's just, as you said, Steve, going it alone. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to say a guy couldn't make it, but I'll tell you what, um, I have made so many friends who I've had to lean on both from a manufacturing standpoint, but a chapter standpoint. Uh, when you tell somebody that if you go down, um, somebody will come in and take care of your pools uh, for you while you're recovering or whatever. And you, you talk about that in cer- other business circles. There's, <laughs> there's dismay beyond belief. Like what yeah. you mean your competitors are actually taking care of your pools uh, right. while, while you recover. Uh, it's unheard of. And uh, it's one of the things that's, as you know, uh, it's one of the, uh, sort of uh, stalwarts of, of IPSA is, is our sick route coverage. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of that and to be able to brag about that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just an odd duck, an odd mm-hmm. duck with a D um, uh, that, uh, you know, you're able to, uh, you're able to, to have that uh, benefit. Uh, but again, it just underscores the reason to be part of an association, Steve, as you said. Uh, yeah, let me touch on that real quick, just to interject. I haven't really said anything for a while, but yeah. I think one of the things you touch on is really big is the community. Because when I first joined IPSA back in, what did that been, 99, 2000, somewhere in there, um, somebody came up to me. Um, actually, I think it was Paul Christopoulos, a little plug there for Paul uh, here in the Scottsdale area. And he told me straight up, he goes, hey, Joe, if you want to be integral leader in this you know, community, um, business, uh, industry, I guess you could say you need to just be a leader and join the board. And, you know, he was kind of like plugging me to join the chapter board. But the biggest thing I took from that is, yeah, you've got to apply yourself. So, um, applying yourself both at the chapter level, but also like in the field, you know, at the wholesale house, all that stuff is a big deal. But I think the other thing to touch on is, um, the value added at these meetings is crucial because yeah. the vendors is what I've always said, you know, to our members that kind of grumble about coming to the meetings, uh, things of, of that nature. And I say, listen, if you learn one thing from one vendor and we would typically, and I think Steve and, you know, you know this Dave, but typically most chapters that I know of would get anywhere from eight to 15 vendors, you know, that would attend their meetings. And I'd always tell guys, hey, if you get one thing that you can leave either with a new product that you didn't know anything about, maybe it's like just coming on the scene from any one of the big manufacturers that you didn't know about prior to the meeting, well, you just got something that nobody else knows about, you know? So, um, yeah, these these meetings are crucial and also important. Um, and I think that is a very good point as far as, yeah, we're getting insurance, but I've always taken that vendor thing very seriously because I'm thinking to myself, just like you said, if you're a guy out in the field doing this solo, how are you meeting these vendors without just going to classes on your own or, you know, yeah. ha- you know, happen to call them out of the blue? Um, you can see them face to face, get to know them on a name, a name, first name basis, and it's it's. You know, you can't get that anywhere else. So, you know, and and vendors are doing some great stuff now. I mean, with with Pentair has got online videos to learn from. Uh, Jandy does. I know Arenda's got their university coming out. And uh, I've seen, I don't know, I'm sure you've checked out Arenda videos. Yeah. They're not a a brand pitch. They're, uh, here's some great information on how to be better at what you do. I mean, all this stuff is is raining in us. It's a great time to be a pool man, I think, because there's oh. so much information out there. When I started 30 years ago, you know, I was rubbing two sticks together. And I was in a I was in a group, but you know, it, it was I didn't have that good cohesion going. There wasn't uh, great. I hadn't made any relationships yet, so it was tough. But as time goes on, and now with the internet feeding us information and and education, I think this is 
a great time for service guys to be out there and learning. So let's touch on that real quick. Uh, Dave, what's IPSA doing with social media? Cause that's something that obviously Steve and I do in this podcast and social media right now is just exploding. I mean, it's been there for years, but lately the last, I would say two or three years, especially for our industry, obviously other industries as well, but What's IPSA doing to kind of the response to that? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked, Joe, because that was one of the little pieces I left out in terms of yeah. what IPSA is doing. Uh, we, got a, uh, we got a new executive director uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, or actually it's been about a year and a year and a half ago, I guess. Um, and um, uh, she has brought on to her team um, a, a social media expert and... Um, I, you may not have noticed, I, uh, but our social media presence has probably, uh, you know, doubled, tripled, quadrupled uh, because of uh, because of Penny, and um, she's doing a great job along with our executive director Rose, and uh, that is a direction that we are really pumping just for the simple fact. You know, I always joke the pool business seems to be ten years behind the curve on everything. Uh, <laughs> you know, I so I, true. Seriously, you know. Uh, you're talking to an old guy in the business and uh, you know, you want to talk about the early days rubbing sticks together. Uh, we used to drive around and be afraid that somebody was following us to, to write down the account numbers or the uh, address. I remember those days. Yeah. I mean, you were looking in your rear view mirror more than the windshield, you know, to make sure nobody's following you. And, and to morph, uh, Steve, to your point, to morph from then to now, where we're having pizza together and tomorrow we're going to pass each other on the street, probably three times in the neighborhood, waving all five fingers, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, <laughs> really uh, enjoying uh, the pool business. But um, to that end, uh, we've been a little, a little uh, slower uh, than the public in terms of uh, embracing the different aspects of social media uh, but we have a we have a great team right now, and it is a real focus not only for our our website, but just to get out there on the uh, uh, you know liking us on Facebook. And uh, there's really going to be a push uh, for that. And and uh, I think we both understand as associations, um, you know, we're not getting any uh, younger. Uh, we're going to have to start appealing to the younger members of our community uh, in the pool industry. And, and the way to do that is social media. I mean, it's just a, an ugly truth that it's where we have to go. And, um, you know, just like in business, you've got to be looking for the opportunities out there and take advantage of them as you see them and make sure that you're, uh, you're staying current. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent point. So, how long do you plan on staying uh, on running for office? Do you get termed out after a while or do you, uh, you just keep running because you like doing it. You know, um, I love doing it. Uh, and it's not, uh, you know, I, I, told, uh, I told the members of the board uh, when I uh, came back onto the board, uh, I just want you to know three things. Um, I'm not here to make friends. Um, I don't need another feather in my cap. I've taught from coast to coast, and most people know who I am. And third is... Um, I now have three grandchildren that I would rather spend time with than uh, any of you. And uh, (laughs) you have to know that if I'm here, I'm here to work and I am here to make improvements. Uh, I've got a very successful business. I could ride off into the sunset uh, and just attend my uh, meeting, you know, every month or two or whatever. But I really, really, really want to uh, not just improve IPSA, but improve the community at large. And um, so I'll be president this year. I'm not sure uh, about uh, next year, but we have done a lot in the last year and um, uh, we, we are looking forward to some big changes as this year progresses. And, and uh, I hope we can do it with a great dialogue with, uh, with Hoopa. Now, another thing I'd like to clear up is um, the first time you talked to me, you, you got rained on by your guys going, we don't want to merge. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make sure we make that clear to the guys. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not merging, but uh, <laughs> I think that, um, I think that we can do more together uh, than separately. And, and um, you know, however that takes shape or takes form, 
Um, I just, uh, I want to continue. And, and let me just say this right now, uh, Joe and, and uh, uh, Steve, I really appreciate the warm welcome that you've given me and uh, in terms of uh, trade shows and, and talks. And uh, I really think that we're moving in the same direction, uh, maybe on a different rail, but right alongside uh, like a railroad track, uh, we'll be on one side, you'll be on the other. But we mm -hmm. both have similar uh, interests. We have similar uh, desires for our association. And uh, I think that a good positive dialogue is going to be nothing but um, uh, a great asset for us moving forward. I, I agree. I think there's a lot. We can do a lot together on that on that way. So um, what else Actually, we got, Joe? You got a no, question? I was going to. I think I burned through mine. I think I, I think I lost my train of thought, but I had something real quick. Um, no, the you're right though. Like there, there is absolutely no room for us to be rivals because um, you know it takes two to tango as far as you know making each other rise. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and both both associations are going to do that together. So um, I think both Steve and I. Um, you know, kind of give you the um, applause as well as far as opening up to do this because we talked a couple of times about doing this podcast and we're like, you know, we don't want to get sideways with Dave. There's no reason to. There's there's nothing that either one of us feel any certain way about. And yeah. I just want to, like, let the listeners know that if you're in IPSA, this guy is amazing because a lot of, not a lot of guys, just as you said, Dave, are going to go out of their way. You know, most most of the guys that I've met back when I was in Ipsa, they wanted that feather in their cap. And they really may, may not have had any direction. So for you to say, yeah, I could just ride off into the sunset, but I want to do this, same reason I'm doing this with Steve. I mean, if you've ever talked to Steve about what I'm doing, yeah. I got to like, you know, I mean, my, my wife's not going to like me saying this, but I got to beg her to do this because it takes time away from my family. But I really believe in this industry coming out of, you know, just the, the, the test strips and, you know, the guys just running from pool to pool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the industry is far evolving further than I thought it would, you know, five years ago. I agree. And you're a perfect example of why that's actually happening because you want to come in, change the way that things have always been done, which is like you said, change is hard, but Steve and I have seen it you know, just in the last year to be yeah. amazing. And, um, you know, chemistry, I'm using a spin lab, which I wasn't using 10 years ago or five years ago. You know, I mean, it's just remarkable where, you know, where we're at with the LSI coming out of the woodwork and, yeah, you know, from a hundred years ago that when it was started and, you know, it's just the industry is embracing a lot of change right now, which is good. And this is a perfect example, you know, our podcast, UPA podcast talking to the president of IPSA. Stephen are like, there's going to be guys that are dead rolling over in their graves if this is happening. <laughs> but at the same token, uh, it's inevitable. Like it's something that's super, super healthy. So yeah, we're excited. You know, as we go along here, and I don't know if you experience this, Dave. I, I know I do this in in UPA. Is I, I'm an old guy, so I'm always looking for guys to come up behind me because. Right. There's nothing draws young guys to you like more young guys. Yeah. I mean, guys look at me and go, you know, I don't want to hang around with that guy, you know. Is, is there someone more contemporary, you know? So yeah. are you are you actively doing that? Are you looking forward to saying, who can we bring along into leadership and who can we get to do it? And you got to convince them, hey, this is about how much time it takes or a lot of it you can do on the phone while you're going from stop to stop. Or Yeah. I mean, are you looking at that too? Yeah, you raise a big challenge for both uh for both you folks and us, and that is uh, uh, succession planning. And uh, that has been a mantra for our executive director uh, and not just, you know, leadership and in, in uh, association, but just in the industry itself. Um, you know, we have got to start, there's going to be a vacuum when all us old farts uh, get out of the business, Steve, I hate to say it, you know, but there's, <laughs> there's going to be a vacuum uh, and uh, there's not enough young young people uh, coming into the business. Um, we're working, I'm working uh, right now with uh, the new PHTA, Pool and Hot Tub Alliance, uh, on um, uh, creating an apprenticeship program in California. 
And uh, we're trying to get that moving along just for that reason, Steve, we need to bring some younger people in. And in terms of uh, leadership, we've got to, you know, our job is to find our replacement. Uh, I firmly believe that that's one of our top priorities as a leader. Uh, yeah, we have to lead. Yeah, we have to, you know, do this and that. But, you know, one of our biggest ones is uh, looking out uh, on the horizon and on the landscape and saying, who is it that we think we can bring in uh, that will help us and then start training them? You know, you don't just fall into a leadership position and become a great leader uh, right off the cuff. No, you got to have these guys around you and see how you do it and exactly. and, and actually make them a part of it. And yeah. it's amazing. I mean, like a guy like Joe's a young guy. I hit Joe up for his opinion all the time because, yeah. uh, you know, just because you're just because the guy's, you know, 25 years younger than me doesn't mean that I can't learn a buttload from that guy, which I do all the time. And I put scenarios, I, we run into problems, I put them out there and, and get Joe involved because I think he is just another one of those guys. And I have a whole list of guys. Yeah, I don't know sure. if you do this, Dave. I got, I got, I have people in my phone from all over UPA. They might be chapter presidents. They might just be rank and file guys. Yeah. Whatever it is. And I'll call them up and just to shoot the breeze of them, <clears throat> see what they think and what can we do for you? And, uh, or, or we have a scenario here. What do you think about this? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty enlightening and it's, and I, uh, it's kind of fun. And, and I think that's a great way to bring the successors in behind you, which, uh, yeah, we, we wouldn't be great leaders if we thought we knew everything. And, and uh, sometimes we build this little bubble around ourselves, you know, and because we're busy, we're doing things. And, and uh, but really, I'll tell you, the funnest part of the Western show for me was walking down the aisles. And of course, I had my Ipsa shirt on and I had a couple of people stop me and go, oh, you're, you're the president of Ipsa, aren't you? And uh, uh, I said, yeah. And, and so we had a dialogue. I said, what do you think about IPSA? You know, what do you think we can do to make things better? And, um, you know, um, I, I don't want that disconnect, but I, I really do want the input. You know, you would be a bad businessman if you didn't talk to your uh, employees and say, hey, uh, what, you know, what can I do to make the, the business environment here better? Uh, you know, are you seeing anything? Because young people, they look through a different lens than we do. Uh, Joe, you're a youngster. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> Steve, I'm almost, I'm almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Boy. 40 yeah. so far in the rear view. I know. I know. Same, same <laughs> here. And, he's, and, you know, he's only been doing it for 20 years, which kind of makes him a rookie in this business, yeah, right? exactly. What a noob. You, you don't have one. I want to <laughs> touch on something, though, without yes. it without it just going off into the breeze. Um, you mentioned bringing the young people in, which is so crucial. And I really haven't thought about this until just this moment, but you're you're kind of touching on something that I think our you know our culture is like in our phones. Uh, we're in social media. Right. Uh, um, California is probably one of the most uh, uh, how should I say this? Not wealthy, but very you know uh, money drives society over there. Absolutely. Do you think our do you think our industry is getting a bad rap because we're looked at as kind of like the the house cleaner slash pool guy slash, you know, or fall into the demographic of, you know, this is not, if I'm an American, like that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't want to get sideways and make this sound political or anything like that. But I guess what I'm getting at is bringing in that next generation. We need to teach them that, Hey, this isn't, this is, you can create a very wealthy business for yourself. And I think that that can get lost on the younger generation. Yeah. Right. No, no doubt about it, Joe. And that's that's why I brought up the apprenticeship program. We mm -hmm. have got to uh, it's a career path. Mm -hmm. uh, we have got to be able to entice these folks uh, who are maybe not college oriented or deciding to go that way, that there is a path that is lucrative enough, mm -hmm. even in California, uh, oh, sure. lucrative enough to provide a long lasting career um, and, and, uh, an income stream, uh, that, uh, you know, is attractive. I, mm -hmm. I think, um, I always say in my presentations, it's a dirty little secret, how much money we can make in this business. We because joke about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. People look down on you. Oh, you're a pool guy, you know, but that's mm -hmm. because in some terms, everybody thinks of uh, pool cleaning or repair as a job. Uh, mm -hmm. what we're trying to do now is change that focus to a career. This can be a career for you, one that you can stay in, be as big or small as you want. You've got so much flexibility in this business that is not mm -hmm. offered uh, uh, at normal jobs. 
uh, yeah. term loosely. Uh, but, um, you know, we have got to be able to make change our presentation. How are we going to sell the sizzle? Uh, mm-hmm. It's not going to be, hey, you get to go outside and, um, you know, there are not naked ladies at every single stop. <laughs> uh, you know, we have to get rid of that perception and, and just focus. And that, that's why I'm so business driven because right. you can show somebody uh, the numbers and you can show them the potential. It becomes now an option for a life decision and a career. Well, I always laugh when I tell my friends or even people older than me, you know, how many accounts I have. And they're like, well, what's service costs? And then I tell them and they do the math in their head or on their phone. And then they, they're like, wow. Wow. You know, and, and I go, well, that's not even taken into account repairs and right. Anything else. And I, and they're like, Oh, wow. You know? So you see the light bulbs go off, which is always kind of funny. Um, and it changes the paradigm a little bit of what they think, you know, we are funny. When I got in the business, I had an old timer lean into me at the first chapter I belonged to. And he goes, he knew I was brand new to the business. He goes, look, son, you live on the, uh, you live on the service, you retire on the repairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, all of a sudden it's, boy, my brain started clicking after that as far as business and how to shuffle your money and make it work. And, and now, uh, with the business being more complicated, I mean, when I came in, you know, we had bronze pumps and, and millivolt heaters and there, and there wasn't a whole lot to fix in this stuff, but now it's a huge range with, with salt and with UV and with control systems and, electronic heaters, electronic pumps. I mean, all this stuff that goes on, you've got to know a lot of stuff and we need to reflect that on our pricing I agree. As, a, as, as, as professionals that do this stuff, doing a $95 pool anymore, I think is, is out of the question. Yeah. Cause what you, what you have to know and what you have to be committed to doing in that pool is worth more than 95. And I think a lot of guys, they do that 95 to get the pool, but then they shortchange the customer because you know, right. if you're doing a $95 pool, you're giving them about $95 worth. You're not going to give them $150 worth. <laughs> Just, you know, people that price on service, you'll get the service you're paying for. Right. So people need to know that. I mean, if you go to garage sale and buy a bicycle and you grind the guy from 20 bucks to 10, okay, you ground the guy. Great. You made 10 bucks. Yeah. But grinding the service guy usually hurts people because guys just like going, I ain't going to spend that much time with this $90 stop because the next one's $150 stop. And I'm going to really polish that one up. So, yeah. And, and there's just so much to do, so much to know to do what we do. Again, Steve, it gets back to that business uh, education. Yes, you're it, so right, David. I, I tell people, you know, they say, well, how much should I charge? I said, well, how much does it cost you? Because, <laughs> see, they, they, I say, you got to back into your service prices. You put retirement, taxes, all your expenses, your time, all of that. And, and you just keep, you, you back into the price and you realize that I can't do a pool for $95 and make any money. Uh, and, but if you, if you put in all your expenses and, and all of that, pretty soon you realize, my goodness, I can't do a pool for under, you know, 125 or 150. And mm-hmm. when somebody, I always tell people, when somebody comes in and says, Hey, can you sharpen your pencil? Cause the last guy would, was in here was $10, $15 less. Um, no, I really can't. I've done a very logical um, study and determination that this is how much I need to make to make it worth my while. And, uh, you know, again, it gets back to the mental thing. Like you said, Steve, if you're going to $150 pool, uh, listen, I'm making good money here. I'm going to do a good job. I'm appreciative of this client. Why would you ever do it for less? And quite frankly, if the guys charged what they should be charging, they could probably do 20% less pools, make the same amount of money, and maybe work four days a week. That's uh, a good point. You know, that, right. that, and, and be better with they, what they do yes. and, and have a lot more self-esteem knowing that they're yep. doing a first-quality job and not buzzing through an $80 pool yeah. just to get yeah. the 80 bucks and, yeah, I'll brush that next week kind of stuff. No, uh, that's exactly right. And you're right, David. It always comes back to business. Yeah. Being a good businessman, being sharp at it, and paying attention to what you do. Yep. And you provide that kind of information at a meeting. That's value. And like you said, if you can just walk away with one nugget from a mm-hmm. meeting, uh, that has made it all worthwhile. I can't tell you the number of times that's happened to me. Uh, you know, I, I'm like, oh my God, I never thought about that. And it has changed the course for me. And it, it you know, we, we just... 
you know, you mentioned agent of change. It doesn't have to be the president, man. It can be one guy in the chapter uh, uh, just piping up with a comment. This is what I did. And, uh, you know, no. again, that's what we want to do. We want to make better pool people, better businessmen and women. Yeah, I let agree. me say something. Oh, sorry, Steve. No, uh, I, I agree. I love the I love the women comment. It's amazing how women are coming into our industry. Yeah, I, I'm I marvel at that as I look at the different groups that I belong to on Facebook and stuff. How many women right. are out there? Right. And I think I think that's phenomenal because typically this has been a man's world, and when you get women that come into a man's world, yeah, you know, uh, they're motivated and they are not going to get beat. And nobody yeah. works harder, tries harder, and puts more into it than a gal that comes into a man's world. And, and my hat's off to them because it's not easy. Yeah. And and we embrace them everywhere they come. I mean, so we Absolutely. love them. I've been married for 30, almost uh, about 37 and a half years. And I've decided that women are uh, smarter than men. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I am perfectly... You just figured that out? No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> a slow learner on some things. You know, but, I, I, I agree with you, Steve. I embrace them. Uh, they, they offer a, uh, you know, they offer a dimension there in terms of their thinking and, and uh, that, that, that men aren't going to always uh, get. And uh, I welcome them. I, there, are, there are some really bright women in the industry. I belong to some of the same groups you do. And I'm, uh, I'm just amazed and happy to see them here. Sure. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. Great. So what do you think, Joe? I think it's been a great I think, interview. I think it's been phenomenal. I, I think we do touch on a lot of the same things and, uh, you know, kind of what makes us tick is what makes you guys tick very much in the same manner. Um, you know, we're all going out cleaning pools, which is what our focus has always been and what it kind of remains to still be. Yeah. Um, I think the education portion is huge. Uh, that's something that we're, you know, we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of the manufacturers do it because I even took a picture and showed it to Eric Knight with Arenda, and I said, Pentair University. I hadn't, hadn't even heard of that because uh, they're doing their Arenda University and uh, yeah. just all the classes that are online now and the Facebook groups that are out there. Um, I think one of the questions we had in the notes is, where do you see Ipsen 10 years? Well, I boy, um you know, if we kind can, of a big question, because I don't even it, know how to answer that for UPA. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big question because I think the bigger question is, where do we see the industry in 10 years? Um, Good point. What 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 are the changes uh, that are going to happen uh, in technology? I uh, uh, I always used to joke when I was about 40 or 45, it would be great to just get up, walk over to my computer in my pajamas and uh, pull up all my accounts uh, see all the chemistry readings, make the adjustments that I, uh, I need to. And then, uh, you know, when, when whatever vaults are holding chemical to be fed in there are low, you go out and you provide a $75 chemical refill and then you go back home. And, and, uh, you know, that seemed like, um, uh, you know, space, uh, oh, yeah. and back then, but now, you know, we're getting a little closer every year. And so, I think yeah, that, we're getting super close to that yeah, and our, our expenses are going up. So it's incumbent upon each of us again, as a business person to be looking at ways to um, continue to have service delivery uh, with, uh, you know, use the technology that's available to perhaps lower our uh, cost for that service delivery, or at least keep up with uh, the, the price increases. And so uh, IPSA in 10 years, I think will be dictated, same with HOOPA, will be dictated by the industry in 10 years. Sure. Uh, I think there's going to be a big change. And these smart youngsters, uh, like yourself, Joe, uh, <laughs> thank you. These, these smart youngsters are going to figure out ways to do things that Steve and I never even thought about. Nope. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. I mean, I came back, uh, 2004, I believe it was from the pie expo up in Monterey and, uh, natural chemistry had just come out with their phosphate remover. Orendo wasn't even a twinkle in Harold's eye at the time. Uh, some of the other ones that are out there weren't even around. They were one of the first got yeah. the whole history lesson of this. This came out of the great lakes because of algae problems, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I came back to my local chapter in Phoenix and said, guys, this phosphate stuff is amazing. Like we really need, and I hadn't heard about it since that. I mean, yeah, since that pie show. So 
Very next meeting, I come back, I explain this, and two of the older guys, Steve's heard this story, two of the older guys stand up and say, sit down, that's just snake oil. That's right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and where are we now? Like, yeah. And what's funny is the industry, when I came in, which is decades after you guys had both started, we were still shocking pools, draining pools after a few shocks. You know, that was kind of the normal thing. Like, oh, if you've shocked the pool a couple of times, it's time to drain and then refill with new water. And so we've seen the evolution of science and all of these practices come to fruition. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I put um, all my routes or uh, I'm sorry, all my accounts on route to Cal Hypo tabs last summer. Yep. Paying huge dividends. My Cyanuric is falling through the roof, you know. Um, so it's it's all these things that are adding, you know, to the change. I mean, I, I'll tell this story. Like one of the guys in um, our chapter said, Joe, we need to go get lunch. Like the things that are you, you're doing it. And he's actually older than me. Uh, probably been in the business 10 years longer than I have. And he hasn't really kind of adopted, you know, the LSI and using things that make, you know, our water better. And, um, he's like, I really want to know more. And you just have embraced this like way amazingly. I said, well, thank you. But, um, so we go to lunch and, um, he's like, Joe, you're not a pool guy. You're like a chemist in the backyard. Yeah. And I go, mm -hmm. shit, I never thought about that. But with the value added, it also makes the price increase that much more substantial because you run into the customer that says, Hey, my other pool guy, just like you said, was $10, $15 cheaper than you are. And I go, well, I'm giving you a discount. Like I'm not even charging you what I should be charging you. Cause sometimes, and this is, I'm the perfect example of this. I don't give myself enough credit. You know, yep. I don't, I don't put enough value on myself. That's right. I know. Um, I know I'm one of the few in the field that are doing the things that I'm doing. Yeah. But I don't add that to my price. I mean, I do, but I'm just joking about that. So, um, I think a lot of guys out there need to put that value where it should belong, and you know, the industry will all rise from that. So, again, um, we appreciate having you on a lot. Um, Steve, I'll I'll ask the question we normally do, but I'll let you say some last words. Oh, my last words is just thanks to David for coming on. Uh, it's, it's unprecedented. I mean, we've gone 30 years without talking to each other on any substantial <laughs> level. And it, it was just ridiculously stupid. And I'm glad we're doing this now. And we'd like to have you on again. I mean, we're, we, we're going through certain guests here and we're putting them on getting a big overview. But as we, uh, go through this podcast stuff and start to zero in on different topics, It'd be great to have, you know, guys like you as experts on these topics. And obviously you're truly the expert on, on running the business and, yeah. and thinking about yeah. business practices, Thank which you. a lot of guys don't do. And I think we need to highlight that in our business, uh, more than ever. So Absolutely. no, I want to, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on the, on the podcast with us today, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, it's been an opportunity that I've been looking forward to. And, uh, you know, again, as we move, uh, forward, uh, in the community at large, um, I think it's uh, I think it's important we keep uh, keep a good dialogue, and uh, we can both learn from each other and and continue to serve our association members uh, to the best uh, that we can, and uh, keep educating and and keep bringing these youngsters in. We got yeah, absolutely that's what we got to do. <laughs> Beautiful. One uh, one last question: We always ask our guests somebody that you would recommend that you think would be great to have on people could listen to any corner of the industry well I know that's a you know could be a hard question it's interesting uh, uh you know with the new alliance uh the pool and hot tub alliance which uh, is the apsp and nspf merge um i would say that um the new chairman of the board uh, uh chris uh, would be a good uh, person he's got a uh, a much broader uh, look on the industry because they cover the entire nation. Uh, the other person uh, that you might, cool. want, uh, well, uh, I, I'm not sure if you've done, uh, Michelle Cavanaugh just did a, a podcast with um, Ask the Masters, uh, that group on Facebook, but she's also okay. a, a good person who's got a well-rounded and grounded, um, you know. Uh, yeah, I met Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. And awesome. I'm happy to come back anytime, you know, yeah. 
uh, presenting on business is my, I mean, I just, I start salivating a little bit, you know, <laughs> to have the opportunity to talk about business and, and things to do and not to do. And, and I tell people I'm not that smart. I've just made way more mistakes than you have. <laughs> very good dave that's just the way it goes good well, yeah thanks so much awesome it was a lot of fun talking to you yeah thank you very much for the opportunity i wish you guys all the best and uh, looking forward to continuing this all right thank us you. too thank you dave thank you